to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres on Instagram, Ask Adam Torres. Follow me for my book releases, um, book tour, book signings, all that good stuff. Love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to be a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to my website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author. All right, so let's jump right in. So really excited to have Sean Fair on the line today. He is the CEO of Fair Consulting Group, LLC. Uh, Sean, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me. Thank you. So, Sean, I looked at your background, and I'm just going to throw this out there. I love talking to coaches. I love co- talking to speakers, motivational speakers, training experts, all of those things. You fall in that category, so I'm pumped for this interview. Um, I just want to start out, though. Let's take it a little bit back in time just to start out for our listeners, and let's just – how would you get started in this field? How would you get started in this business? Well, it's, it's been quite a, quite a road. Um, when I got out of college – um, I was in telecom. That's where I first started. I'm not sure if you remember the you know, the regional bell operating companies. Um, Ameritech was was the company that I started off with, and I was mm-hmm. I was there for some years in a customer service capacity. Well, in 1996, Bill Clinton passed the Telecom Act, and because of that, there was a lot of what we call uh, competitive local exchange carriers that popped up, and so I was able to get into one of these new companies on the ground floor. And from there, uh, the company was called USN Communications. My start was an account manager. And I'm just going to make a long story short. But I started off as an account manager, and then from account manager, I became a sales manager. From a sales manager, I became a state director. And from a state director, um, I ventured off into a telecom dealer called Communication Solutions, and I was the VP of sales um, and marketing for that organization for some years. And, and so um, that was my start. I got a fast track um, in the business world because of um, the new industry. And I experienced just about every single thing that you can possibly experience with people and business at every single level, uh, which is really the start and the forming of me being who I am today, which is obviously a motivational speaker um, and business coach. So let, let's um, let's talk a little bit more about this. So, you know, a lot of people um, have this, especially that want to go into being an entrepreneur or something else, they have this idea that they have to go right into it. Like, I feel like a lot of people are skipping that apprenticeship or that work their way up um, phase. Um, how important do you think that phase was to your overall career? Because it, it sounds like you, you definitely climbed the ladder in your field before going out on your own. Well, I, I think it's critical. I, I think people that try to go into business, like right after school for themselves, um, they struggle. It's a struggle when you have a platform already, but it's certainly a struggle when you don't have the necessary experience. Um, you haven't built the relationships. Um, you, you haven't built your platform. You haven't built your skill set. So going into corporate America, you, you start to learn some of the things that are necessary for you to be effective at what it is that you want to do in your own business. So gaining that experience and working with people that have the experience, that have done that, who's been there, gaining that knowledge is, is critical um, to really starting off a business in a very successful manner. So I, I think it's, um, it's one of the things that millennials struggle with. They try to jump right into business right at the very beginning, right as soon as they get out of school, and they find it, it, it's a struggle because they don't have the platform 
um, and, and no one really knows who they are and, and what their experience is, and therefore they struggle getting clients. Um, so, so being in that business world helps you to, to build those relationships, the people that can help you, you know, as, as you continue to grow. I uh, couldn't agree more. Um, and I, I, I want to ask you this question because I have a feeling you have some good opinions on it. What, what are your thoughts on mentorship? So let's take it one step further. So um, what are your thoughts on mentorship? Well, I think mentorship is key. Um, no matter where you are in, in, your, in your business life, whether you are you're starting off new, um, you're a sales manager or you're just a manager or you're a director or VP or whatever the case may be, all of us need someone that we can go to uh, when we have challenges. Um, and even when, even when we have strengths, we need someone to help us to develop our strength areas, right? So um, finding someone who's done what you're trying to do is, is critical because they can help elevate you. You know, when you don't have a mentor, I mean, you're typically relying on yourself and the knowledge that you've gained over a period of time. Well, you can only take yourself so far, right? So I'm, I'm always looking for someone who, who's gone to a, a further place than I've gone because they can help elevate me to that place, right? And, and as soon as that person can kind of get me to, to where they are, I may tap into another resource that's gone a little bit higher, right, so they can help elevate me to that, that next level. And, and this is a, a very important factor um, in, into to gaining the success that you're looking for. Yeah, um, definitely. And I, you know, I remember when I got out of school and like some of the other, like I've had many, many mentors in my life. And it's interesting because you, you're right, like you outgrow, you know, some of the, the relationship at times and it's okay. Like you don't, you're not necessarily, if you have the same, I mean, I mean, you're, it's okay to grow out of your mentor to get new ones. And especially as your wants and your tastes and your interests change because they, they may not be a good fit forever. Um, so that's just something for people to think about. Um, but I, I could talk to you all day. Let, let's transition a little bit, Sean, and let's, uh, let's get a little bit more into FAIR Consulting Group. So what do you do? What are your clients like? Um, give, us, give us the background, please. Well, I, I do quite a few things in FAIR Consulting. Number one, I'm a business coach or business strategist. I'm also a motivational teacher. I'm an expert in, in leadership and sales and corporate vision. Um, and corporate environment. And so uh, there are times where I'm working inside of an organization and I'm working with the leadership team because um, the company is only as good as the leaders and the people that follow them. And if we're not expanding the capacity of the people that's in the organization, it's very difficult to expand the capacity of the people. And so I go in to focus in on the leadership, helping them understand what leadership is all about um, and I teach them to have a servant kind of mentality when they work with their people. And the main message is to, is to help leaders understand they have to conform their leadership style to meet the needs of the people and not the people trying to conform the way that they work to meet the needs of the manager. And, and that's one of the core things that I do in, in the organizations that I work with. What is your definition of a business coach? Because everybody listening may not know exactly what a business coach is or what they do. Well, for, for me, it, everyone has a different definition of a business coach. But, but for me, it's, it's to go into an organization and have conversations with the people that are in authority, that have the power, and then ask them very specific questions about their business, identify what their blind spots are, 
and then come up with solutions to cover those blind spots. So whether it's a leadership blind spot, a sales blind spot, an operations blind spot, um, administrative blind spot, my job is to help them come to the realization that those blind spots exist without telling them. In other words, I am asking them the right questions. I help them to uncover what the issues are. And then through asking more questions, I help them understand that those issues, they impact their company financially this way. They impact their comp company from a time perspective this way. They also, because these issues exist, here are some of the emotions that people are experiencing within the organization. And then we come up with a solution um, over a two-year period of time because you know how it works. It's, it's okay for me to come in and give a presentation and people will be motivated and, yeah, they'll see they need to change. Um, but the change doesn't happen unless the coaches involved holding every level of leadership accountable for the change. So a business coach, not only do they find the solutions, and not only do they help um, uh, people understand what the solution is, but they also go into the business to hold folks accountable to make the change, and that happens over a period of time. Mm. So what kind of clients do you work with? I mean, uh, what kind of businesses? I mean, I work with small clients and large clients. I work with um, companies like Global Telecom Solutions, which is like a, a – they have like 10 employees, but they have 300 contractors that rep their products across the country. I consider them a small company. But I also work with multi-billion-dollar corporations such as ABB Robotics, um, you know, and they're, they're in eight different countries um, in, in the world. And so I have a, a, a vast mix. And, and what you find is that no matter whether you're a small company or a large company um, – there are blind spots and there are leadership issues no matter what level of organization that you work for. But those those are typically a wide range. Um, mm -hmm. Industries could be the insurance industry. I'm also in the farming industry. H&H &H Farm is one of my clients. They raise about 200,000 200, pigs per year. Uh, again, ABB Robotics, Dawn Industries, which is a uh, – they're in the car wash industry, right? Mm -hmm. they, they make all of the car wash parts for car washes across the country. They also developed the chemicals for car wash companies across the country as well. Um, Jarvis Construction, I'm in the construction industry. Um, so it doesn't really matter what industry that, that I'm into. Leadership is leadership and people are people, right? And and so um, it, it doesn't matter. People always say, well, Sean, man, it just sounds like you've been into this industry for a long time. And in some cases, it's my first time in the industry because as it mm. pertains to leadership, it's it's all it's all relevant no matter what industry you're you're in. What kind of what kind of themes do you see? Because I know um, you know when you're you're day in day out evaluating new businesses. What are some obvious things where you're just like, oh, that that's definitely going to be. And obviously it can change from client to client, but there's there's typically some overall themes. What are some general ones that you find often? You, you know, one of the biggest issues that I see is is um, is generational. Um, a lot of leaders, they haven't been trained on generational management, and a lot of the problems that are happening in the corporations today has a lot to do with the four different generations that are in the workplace, um, and they're not seeing eye to eye. They're not getting along, um, and leaders are trying to lead one way with every single person that they have working for them, and, and that causes some major challenges. The millennial generation um, is a very unique generation, and there's, I always consider them to be two sets, right? You have that 22 to 25, 26-year-old set, and then you have that 26 to 34-year-old set, and those are two different sets of millennials, uh, primarily because one set was raised by 
boomers, and another set was raised by my generation, which is the Gen Xer. They have totally two different mindsets. And um, the managers who are most of the time Gen Xers and boomers have a very difficult time managing that 21 to 26-year-old millennial. And it's primarily because they grew up in a very different system, um, and they grew up under a system where the authority was much different than the authority that the Gen Xers and the boomers um, were under. And so this is what I tell every company, is that your training has to change. Uh, and your orientation, which is almost non-existent in these days, people don't do orientation training anymore, you have to explain how authority works and how the hierarchy works within your organization when you bring millennials in, into your company. And, and many times if you do that up front, um, the transition is there, right? Because sometimes they, they do lack some social skills because of the system that they were raised in with technology, et cetera. But helping them to understand how the authority works before they start the job, and by the way, um, making sure that the job description is the, is the thing that they're going to be doing when they get into the organization, those kinds of things need to be addressed in organizations, and they cause a lot of the risks um, that, that folks are experiencing within the organization as well. No, that's great. Um, and I, and I've, I've noticed that too. So what you just, those two, those two things, they may sound simple, but um, if you work on the front end and especially that job description thing, that job description thing is huge. Um, how or why? I don't know. I grew up in the other part of the millennial generation where, you know, you, you work for them, they cut your paycheck. So if they want you to do something that's not in your job description, well, if you still want a paycheck, do it. <laughs> but um, well, well, obviously <laughs> that was a bit, that's a different mindset though. That's a different time. <laughs> it It is, you know, cause when I, when I was looking for a job back in the day, you know, I looked at the job. The title was all that really mattered to me. If I was looking for a VP or a national position and said VP or national, then you know what? I was in, and whatever folks told me to do when I got there, I just did it. Mm-hmm. The millennials, <laughs> they don't necessarily look at the, the, the actual title. They look at every bullet point that's on the job description, and that's how they make their decisions on, on whether they want the job or not. And then when they get the job, if they're doing things that was not in the job description, that is an integrity issue for a millennial, that you've already put them in, into the wrong mindset as soon as they start the job. And so th- those are some of the, the pointers and things that I bring up uh, when going into an organization. Man, that's great. That's great, great advice. So, so um, if somebody listening, they want, they want more information, they want to get in touch with you, how, how do they reach you, Sean? Um, well, there's, there's a few ways. They can go to my website, which is www.fairconsultinggroup.com. They can also just do a search for my name on LinkedIn, which is Sean Fair, S-H-A-W-N, F as in Frank, A-I-R. They can go to LinkedIn. Um, they can also go to Facebook and uh, Instagram. I, I'm there. There's a post that goes out every single day. I just launched about 50 days ago the 50 biggest mistakes that managers make. Right. So if you go to my profile, that information is there. And now um, I have a new initiative that launched yesterday. It's the good and bad uh, about salespeople in corporate America. Oh, man, I love it, Sean. Well, great stuff. Um, appreciate you coming on the show today, sharing your tips. Everyone, listen to this again. That job description, all these tips that Sean gave, I mean, he, he's spot on. I knew he would be. Um, so, again, appreciate you coming on the show, Sean. To the listeners, thank you for tuning in. As always, uh, don't forget to head on over to Instagram, ask Adam Torres, and uh, check out what I have going on there, and also to head to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com. 
All right, Sean, have a wonderful day. Take care.